What is going on, everybody? Welcome back to Elite Cast. I am Parker Rogers, and as always, joined by Matt Russington. All right, guys, let's get into it. Big uh, topic out for today. It's the U19 Championships in Europe. So the U19 American Football Tournament is set. This year's groups have been organized out of 11 different countries. Group A, which has been identified as the top level of European competition, includes four different nations, Austria, Denmark, Sweden, and France, and they will compete in, in Vienna, Austria, July 7th through 10th. That is the main European title that is going on this year. That's the one that we are going to be watching very closely, but that doesn't mean we're not going to be watching the other ones. Group B is made up of Finland, Spain, Italy, and Great Britain. Of course, Matt is going to be watching very closely to Great Britain. I will be watching <laughs> for, for Spain and Italy. These four countries will compete in, be, be, what is it? Bologna. Uh, yeah. Bologna. Yeah. I'm American. So. <laughs> Bologna. <laughs> Bologna, Italy, um, where they're going to, where actually that, I think they hosted the 2019 European Championship in Bologna did, as yeah. well. Yeah. yeah. And then the last group, Group C, is going to be featuring Switzerland, Germany, and Czech Republic. I, of course, will be going hard and all out for the Czech Republic. <laughs> Um, although this group is made up of three nations, many football fans are excited to see Germany coming back to the international competition stage, and they're looking forward to seeing Czech, the Czech Republic compete for one of the first times. Now, while there are, are only three teams in this uh, division, they're going to be competing in this sort of round-robin fashion, beginning with the Czech Republic against Germany on July 6th, followed by Germany and Switzerland on July 9th, and Switzerland and Czech Republic on July 12th. So, Having that uh, basic framework laid out, we're going to start going group by group, starting with group A. So, Matt, give us a little bit of a rundown on group A. What do you think? Who are you going for? Who do you see winning it all in Austria while you're there? being able Yes. To yes. So, I've just touched on Austria. I've been here for a couple of days, and I'll be here for the uh, for the games, hopefully all of them. But the, we'll start with the obvious one, Austria, of course. Home, to, home ground, which is going to make a lot of uh, important things. They're a four-time winner. They've, they're the current reigning champions, and uh, they are excellent. They're overall great team. They're fundamental. They're solid. They've got homegrown talent throughout Europe. Like there's a lot of teams in the ELF and GFL, and they've all got Austrian players. Um, they are one of the most iconic teams when it comes to European American football. It has uh, Sweden as well. The feature the 2017 champions and the 2019 finalists. It's a lot of championship pedigree. Kind of a team coming, trying to come back after, obviously, 19 finalists, been a couple of years. They can try and come back into being into serious contention. And then France as well, another two-time champion, another very, very good team. Actually, have the privilege to watch the under-19 team when it came in second, I think, a couple of years ago when I played for Bristol. Uh, just an outstanding team again. Size, strength, speed, coaching, uh, they're just, they're brilliant. And I don't think everyone knows that France and Austria are probably are going to be the two teams that are going to be expected to be in the finals. Uh, and then Denmark, who have never won. They're coming off a huge win against Great Britain, which is a big confidence winner. Uh, not best for me, but, <laughs> but yeah, they're, uh, they're coming off a big confidence boost. They're um, obviously the Scandinavian teams, they're all, uh, they're all huge. They're all six, five plus in the lines. They got huge size in the trenches, and that gives them a huge advantage over like the other under 19 teams. Because one thing that uh, a lot of teams don't have is size because they're U19 and younger, younger men. Denmark don't have that issue. They're all 
huge. <laughs> so same with Sweden, same with the Finland and other uh, nations in that area. But they have never won the championship. And I think that could potentially play into part of this. I reckon it could be a lack of championship experience for them potentially. Uh, and I think that may show, I'm not sure, well, I guess we'll see how it goes. But I don't think that's something that the other teams will necessarily struggle with. Uh, Denmark will play Austria first as well, which is also a uh, a big challenge coming into Austria to play Austria in front of a home crowd. They're the favourites, in my opinion, to win the whole thing. They're the reigning champions and they're the team that's won the most championships. So it's a big, if they can come in and make a statement, that would be amazing for Denmark. But uh, the, the Austria are definitely the favourite in that game. And then Sweden take on France. That's going to be an outstanding contest, I think. Both teams' talent throughout. And um, I think that will be a really close game. I, I can see that going down to the wire, that one score. Maybe even game-winning score. Scenes will be crazy. <laughs> I think I'm going to take France on that uh, on that game, though. What about you? Smart man, smart man. I'm going to take France in that game as well, just because of the pedigree that France has built up over the past couple of years. Um, just as just for the, the lifetime of American football in France, we all know it is really good. And I'm going to speak here from a matter of professional football aspect. So across Europe, we do know that some of the greatest leagues in Europe for professional football, aside from the ELF, have been the GFL, the, the France League, and the Austrian League. Austrian League obviously has been one of the greatest and most prominent leagues in Europe. So with that, I'm going to be taking Austria in the first game. I do know that um, let's see, Raiders and Vikings are going to have a lot of uh, probably going to have a lot of players. I haven't I haven't been able to find a roster for the the mm -hmm. Austrian national team yet. I have found a roster for Finland's national team. I've had insight on the German national team and Czech national team and the Great Britain national team. Haven't been able to find Austria, but I do know that they're going to be having a lot of great players with a lot of size and a lot of talent just because they have that experience and that, like, as you're saying, that championship pedigree. So first game, I'm going to be taking Austria. Second game, I'm going, going to be taking France. And then if that, you know, holds up championship game, Austria versus France, I believe that could be a very, very good game. Very narrow coming like you said this game could be coming down to the wire coin flip going austria they're at home they have the home field advantage they have the home crowd advantage they're obviously going to be coming off a first round win coming into a championship game at home want to impress the crowd and having all this energy i'll take austria uh winning overall in group a and a very close game against france okay okay well i'll go the other way then i'll pick france for the championship i mean they might Close nation rivals, but I'll, I'll allow them this one. Obviously, Britain and France go way back, but I'll give France the uh, the edge on this one. I'll be cheering them on if they get to the finals. But yeah, I think uh, the the Austrian team have been quite low-key with who they've got. Obviously, a lot of other teams have published, published their national rosters, but Austria have been a bit more uh, on the down low, which is fine, but it makes it a lot harder to make predictions on the team if you don't know who's on the team. But yeah, like you said, they've got teams that are in the ELF. They've got youth teams that have um, always competed and they've got uh, a lot of talent throughout that whole roster that we are assuming is there. All right. Moving on to Group B, we have Italy, Great Britain, Spain and Finland. Matt, Great Britain. How do you see them faring in this group? I'm hoping for a turnaround. 
We uh, we started well against Denmark. We, I believe it was 20 to 6 at halftime, something along those lines. I think we scored first as well. And then things went downhill. Um, lots of, uh, I'm going to say, teething problems. It's the first game they played together. It's a, it's a short day. Don't practice all that much. That's the, the thing that is a little bit worrying for me. They've got a lot of talent, though, in that team. Um, a few changes from the Denmark uh, squad. But overall, they got a solid foundation, and I think it could potentially be that they're, they're probably one of the favorites in the group i want to say that that might be my location bias but i think it's them uh and possibly i'm gonna go for italy you know i mean it's home field advantage for them they do have some talent they've got the championship game in italy just wrapped up and they've got the milano seamen who are going to be joining the lf they got um lazio who are a good team they got florence obviously so I think Italy are going to be having quite a good time with that one. Spain are always really, really quick, really, really fast. Finland are always really, really big, really, really strong. So it'll be that one. Actually, that group, I feel like, could be the most, like, surprising, I feel. Because you've got the quickness of Spain and the strength of Finland and then the home for the advantage for Italy. And then you've got the kind of inexperience for Great Britain. We have not played that many games in the last couple of years. Uh, I remember when I was on the under-19 team, we played Holland. After that, we played France. And then there was a big layoff for COVID. And now we're just coming back into the fold with um, the loss against Denmark. So we do have the the facilities and the capabilities, but it's just whether or not we can put it all together, uh, play as a team. And go Get that chemistry going. Exactly. I think one thing that we are missing is obviously the lack of NFLA players. That a lot of them didn't try out or if they, they had complications of trying out. There's a lot of people that will say a lot of different things. There's a couple of them uh, dotted around, like Vinnie Maxfield, great safety and I'm excited to see him on the international um, stage. I think he could be really, really important for the team. Um, and then obviously one of our quarterbacks who played, it's Josh, the quarterback from uh, Josh, Pride. There we go. He, we should be able to see him. Hopefully he's going to be racking up some stuff because a lot of people don't know there's going to be some serious people in his crowds. I mean, Evan's going to be in Italy. Caleb's uh, going to be watching in uh, Vienna. So there's going to be some serious talent going to be watching uh, on the sidelines, so people got to put uh, their best um, foot forward on these ones. Yeah, time to make a statement. And that's something that I, that I want to talk about. You know, we have the the speed of Spain. Yeah. Sounds nice right there. And then the strength of uh, Finland. So that kind of comes down to, well, what wins, speed or strength? Obviously, as an offensive lineman, I'm going to say uh, strength. Nine times <laughs> out of ten, you're, if you're going to get overpowered, you're going to get overpowered. Mm. Um, so I do see Great Britain uh, shining just just coming off of a, of a little bit of a difficult loss against Denmark. Um, I think they're going to be mo more motivated to perform at a higher level. Obviously uh, th there is a lot of championship pedigree within Great Britain itself. So if they're able to all bring that together into one team, get that chemistry going, understand the coaches, understand the players, they're going to be able to perform at a high level. Um, moving on. I really do like Spain. Spain has a lot of potential. They really do have a lot of speed, a lot of uh, quickness, athleticism, and some really great players that we don't really talk about all that much. So I think I'll take Spain uh, on that front. Yeah, I really like Spain. Like we've talked about before with the ELF, they have some crazy fans. Their fans are their fans are yes. they always show up. <laughs> um, and that that puts a lot of energy into the team, into the coaches. That puts a lot of confidence into the team. So that's something that we need to really need to be looking out for is the confidence that the fans can put into the players, and that will translate 
automatically onto the field and the, and the success that they have on the field. Obviously, talent does play a large aspect in that. So if we're going off that Great Britain against Spain, I will take Great Britain. However, if there is a situation where Finland does come out on top, I will have to take Finland against Great Britain just because of size, stature. That's just my personal preference. Um, but I do like Great Britain. Obviously, the lack of NFLA players does create a little bit of uncertainty just because NFLA is one of the top um, – it's the upper echelon of football in in Britain. So that's my take on Group B. Now, obviously, the next one that we're going to be talking about, Group C, this is the one that I am most closely affiliated with, so I'll take the lead on this, Switzerland, Germany, and Czech Republic. All right, guys, I'm going to start with Germany. Germany is probably the – the most decor one of the most decorated the GFL is one of the most decorated football leagues in all of Europe. Obviously, we have a lot of great players, a lot of great teams. Where where do you even start? We have the Cologne Crocodiles, first year Razorbacks, uh, Dusseldorf Pan- Panthers. Um, there's the Dresden Monarchs, the Schwabishall Unicorns. I mean, the list just goes on and on and on. There's a lot of great players, a lot of great teams, and this is one of the one of the highest levels of of football. Last year, I did a piece. Uh, for Europe's elite on the 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 GFL Junior Championship, uh, it was I believe it was Cologne and first it was a great game, a lot of great talent, a lot of great size and speed. Obviously, with the guys that are coming from all all these different teams coming together, they're going to be able to build a really good team. I haven't been able to find an official roster um, for Germany, but I do really really like Germany in this group. Obviously, it's their first. It's uh, they're coming back. Um, to compete in international competition. So while I do believe with a lot of other people, we did post this on our Europe's Elite page, and a lot of people in the comments were like, what, Germany's in Group C, they should be in Group A. I agree, Germany should be in Group A. However, they haven't competed uh, in a while, so they aren't you know, put in that higher group. They you know, have to work their way back up to Group A. So I do like Germany. However, coming from the Czech Republic, playing with these guys in the Czech Republic, I am going to have to make a few mentions on their team. So starting out for the Czech Republic, uh, some people to watch. We have uh, linebacker Ondra Kyloshek, quarterback Luka, Lukash Boda. And then on the defensive line, there's Tomas Jincek and Jonas Slava. Free safety, Sam. Oh, see, this is this is where I get really tested <laughs> on, on my knowledge of the language. Um, Bech, Bechine. Not sure if I said that right. You know, we'll go, we'll go with it. Uh, strong safety, Jakub uh, Cizek, uh, wide receiver, Tarias Valenta, also another wide receiver, uh, Tomas Kvapil, and then uh, somebody to really watch out for. He can play weak safety, strong safety, and corner. One of my best friends, Tony Kvapil, he's going to surprise a lot of people. This is his first time on the national team. Um, so, yeah, I do like the group in Czech Republic. They have a lot of chemistry, something that we that you talked about. Um, yeah like with, with different national teams, they practice together a lot. They've, I have had like a personal insight into their practice schedule, how much they practice with tryouts and everything starting from last year. You know, they practiced last year, they practiced this year and then leading up to these games this week, they've been practicing. So I do like Czech Republic, uh, Switzerland. There's not much word on Switzerland. Um, I haven't, so I think, something that we need to clarify how I know for me personally, how I judge national teams, like how I, coming into this episode, what I did to kind of get a gauge on the national teams, I would just go and I would watch film from a bunch of different clubs from like the main clubs from every country. That way I have a gauge on the level of competition and play uh, from each country, just the different 
you know, the, the level of competition, for example, in Austria, I watched a couple, you know, the Raiders, the, the Vikings and a couple other uh, people. And then for France, same deal. You are able to gauge the level of competition, see how that would stack up if they're all put into a, a super team, which is basically what these teams are. They're super teams um, from the countries. So that's kind of how we get a gauge of the different, the, the different countries. So for this, uh, the group C on July 6th, it's going to start with the Czech Republic and Germany. As much as I do love the Czech Republic, I think I will take Germany in this one just because of their size and pedigree. And then moving on to the next game, let's see, Germany-Switzerland on the ninth. I will take Germany again, winning two out of three there. And then Czech Republic over Switzerland on July 12th. I will take Czech Republic on that one. So that's my insight on Group C. I like it. Yeah, agree with agree with everything said. Uh, I think one quite interesting thing that we could look out for as well is obviously the expansion of the ELF. That's been around since the second year. Say someone started watching them when they're like 16, 17. This is when they're going to be getting... We will see a lot of new faces, I think, coming into this uh, this season with the expansion of the ELF. I think it could be especially helpful for a team like Spain, who in previous years, they had the talent at the under-19 championship, but they can go all the way. They're seen as like a pretty decent team but with the Barcelona Dragons I think with that uh, you, know, you know I mean that they've got that fan base they could really inspire some people to get into that national team and, and switch to American football and I think we could potentially see a couple new faces uh, on that Spain roster that can really surprise us um, same with other teams uh, like Great Britain obviously there's quite a few people who have never been in the national team before and uh, the group A, I feel, is pretty cemented. If you're, if you're in a group A, you've got the pedigree, you've got the team. Germany, of course, are going to be excellent. Uh, Czech Republic, I think, could be a dark horse. They do have good teams in Prague. And uh, they obviously, they come from that uh, eastern area with the size and the strength that is commonly associated with it. So I think they will probably come in second above Switzerland, with Germany taking the top of that one as well. So I do agree with you on group C. All right, there we go. Yeah, and I think that's a really important thing. Just, um, you know, with the expansion of the ELF, with the ELF growing and getting more popular and prominent in Europe right now, I think this is a almost, this could be used almost as a, as a sort of a tryout for the ELF. You know, if you have a lot of, if you have a lot of the, the major guys watching, coaches and everything, probably going to be tuning into some of these championships. You know, if you have a standout game, if you have a dominant stellar performance, you know, be, you know, you could see that translate into into playing uh, in a professional league later on in life. I mean, you know, you're you're what 17, 18, 19 years old. And, and if you're on that upper end at about 19 years old and, you know, you're looking to further play, like play further in your career, you know, have, like if you have a good game, that could translate over into maybe potentially making an ELF roster yeah. one day. So I do, yeah. I do like that. I do like how um, that could be a little, a little breeding ground for the ELF. A little that could translate over. So that's something to to look out for. Something to be excited about. Um, and that should that should be a motivator for these guys. Yeah, because I um the last one before COVID, uh, that was when we were doing the initial rankings on Europe's League. That was the first time we'd ever done the rankings. We actually just hit three thousand people on the rankings as well. We had a meeting about it yesterday. 3,000 people, kind of crazy. But uh, yeah, this is when they were first making the initial 150 and I was lucky enough to be part of that. And I was scouting the the under-19 championships just went and I found people like uh, Marco Schneider, I made a video on in like 2019, lighting it up with the Raiders at the moment. Uh, lucky, again, in Austria, outstanding linebacker, uh, quite possibly uh, 
will make it into the higher echelon in the NFL, maybe even maybe even further than that. He's that good. Uh, Enrico Pascal, receiver again. Uh, these are players that performed in the under nineteen championships, and then look forward a couple of years, and, and they're in the top league in Europe. So yeah, like you said, I think it could be a serious. I think there will be a lot of uh, team management in these locations, especially in people like Italy. I mean, they're in Bologna, they're in Italy. They have the team coming into the ELF next season. They're going to be looking for fresh talent from these places that they could potentially bring over. I do agree. Agree. And just looking at our comments, some people that we have, a lot of Denmark fans. We got a lot of some Czech fans in the comments here. Germany. And then we got a good mix of Austria and Sweden. So we do have a lot of guys who are going to be tuning into them to these games and to answer some questions before y'all ask, I do believe some of these are going to be broadcasted. So if you want to watch those, search it up on the internet. Uh, I'm not sure exactly where to watch. I'll try and find where to watch and then post that uh, in a story link here. Um, but yeah, your 19 championships coming up this week. It's going to be great. It's going to be really exciting. A lot of great football to be excited for a lot of great football to watch and a lot of great players to watch out for. Yeah, I think that about wraps it up. Just kind of going through the U19 championship. It's really exciting. Matt, you get to be there in person, get to, you know, experience it firsthand. Yeah, yeah. It's my first time outside of Europe since COVID as well. So I'm enjoying it. Didn't necessarily enjoy the flight because I don't like flying, but I think that's another small thing to might focus into. 50 odd people on the roster, some are going to be uncomfortable being in a different place. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be a great, uh, great show of talent. And yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the next generation of football players. Yeah, me too. Also, just want to point this out. This is a great time for the people playing to move their rankings up on Europe's elite. So that should also be another motivator <laughs> for you for guys. Sure. But that about yeah. wraps it up for today, guys. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm Parker, and we'll catch you guys next time. Yeah.